I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Well, how's it going, everyone? Another episode of Behind the Gorilla. And, uh, yeah, so I, I want to thank Harris for having us record this on Saturday, my normal day to prepare. Um, yeah, I threw you off. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> so you're just, uh, you're just lucky I remembered before today, because that's what was about to happen. I didn't yeah. think about it, luckily. Oh, man. We're yeah, still that, here. Yeah, that would have been that would have been not good. Anyway... I've pretty much quit with WWE, just just done. And um, I mean, I I barely even look up what happened anymore. Um, well, I, here's I, the thing: if you're gonna quit and like just burn out for a minute, now's the time to do it because all the writers have to. Right. So you're not gonna miss anything because everything is basically just in a holding period until January. And I realized this like the first year I watched wrestling. Like stuff was super good with Daniel Bryan's run up to WrestleMania and WrestleMania 30. There was a lot going on and then after that like Brock Lesnar was this monstrous figure on the scene all summer and that summer, you know, Seth Rollins won money in the bank and at SummerSlam Brock Lesnar destroyed John Cena. Like there was a lot happening. And that was a good year in wrestling, but even when we got to December, even I was like, "Oh, wait, this is just nothing, isn't it?" Yeah. Like, Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt were having a miracle on 34th Street fight, and I was <laughs> like, they just they just take this month off, don't they? So it's, it is bad, but I was thinking about this today. Like, we are watching, like, the, the beginning, the very, like, proto-roots of everything that we're going to see at WrestleMania between, like, Becky Lynch, Rusev, cut, like, just the best babyface Rusev promo I've ever seen on Tuesday. Daniel Bryan is this fantastic, like, smart-ass vegan heel. There's a lot of really good stuff going on, I think, because the writers are just kind of coasting and the performers are just picking up the slack and, like, having right. a lot of really fun kind of goofy moments. Like, the pressure's off right now, so you're seeing a lot of experimentation and stuff like that. So it's, it's not all doom and gloom. That being said, I didn't watch all of Monday Night Raw this week. Probably yeah. won't this week. Yeah, I, it is um, what it is. I I've tried over the past couple of weeks to at least do something uh, with Raw or whatever, and it's just been nope. This just it, this isn't worth my time. It's not worth my my uh, my effort. And mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah, that's what um that's the way I've I've been looking at it. So just waiting for TLC next week, and I'll I'll watch. I mean, obviously watch the pay per views, but anyway. I probably won't There's watch. There's gonna be some good matches on that show. I might not even watch it live. I might just skim through it, but who knows? Um, yeah. So that that pretty much sums up the current state of wrestling because there's there's not really much. Um. So this uh, this week's gonna be different. It's gonna be a different kind of. We're gonna do. We're gonna try something different. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see how it works. But all right. So this week was my week, and of course. I started, I came up, I, I thought I had an idea all the way going back to last week, but then with just the whole setting and then the amount of time I ended up having to uh, prepare for it, I wasn't, I didn't want to deal with it. So I had to come up with another one and I found one and it's one that was on, it was on the list and been meaning to get to it. So I'm super excited about this. 
Didn't write anything down for the first time, I think, ever. I didn't write anything down for this one. And uh, so I figured we'd try something out. But first, I want to talk about it. We're going, we're going back, back uh, a few decades to 1991. And wow, this, is, is decades, this is WCW in 1991 which i don't know how familiar any of you guys are with early 90s wcw it was uh not good <laughs> i mean like early 90s and late 90s wcw didn't start or end the 90s well um <laughs> and well, the, i feel like the 90s in wrestling is like december in wrestling now like it was before the royal rumble and wrestlemania season of the attitude era it was just nobody knew what they were doing it wasn't like the cartoony 80s era anymore or the real wrestling era anymore. It was just weird. Well, the 90s also was the best wrestling has probably ever been. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, very, it's a very mixed bag. Like later in the 90s. Though, that's what right, I'm right. Like the early 90s, people were kind of lost, I think. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So we're, we're going to go to October of 1991. This is late October. 1991. This is actually Halloween Havoc, 1991. Ooh, here we go. Okay. And um, this is an interesting show. It's an interesting show. Uh, it it's it's very infamous because of something that happened there, and that's what we're going to mainly talk about. But there were some good matches on it. It was a, it was a pretty decent card overall. There was a fantastic uh, TV title match between Stunning Steve Austin and Dustin Rhodes. That went oh. to a uh, time limit draw, 15-minute draw. And it is, I mean, if you just want just a beautiful just wrestling match, it's fantastic. It was very well done. Uh, Steve Austin kept the uh, the TV title because it went to time limit. Um, this is when Dustin Rhodes, this was the year Dustin Rhodes got pushed to the moon because Dusty Rhodes took over the book at the beginning of 1991. <laughs> And pushed his 21-year-old son just to the... Basically, he was like Roman Reigns. Jeez. Like, like it is like forced down your throat, white, mm-hmm. white meat baby face. Mm-hmm. Like, not even a gimmick, really. Just like a white meat mm-hmm. baby face, good wrestler. And But the yeah. but this is a different time, so that kind of works at this time period because it still heals and faces, and people still respond that way. But, um... It's it's very obvious. Again, I mean, he's he's great. Dustin Rhodes is fantastic, but um, it it was very uh, there's a little bit of nepotism there. Yeah. And uh, the main event was a great match between Ron Simmons and uh, Lex Luger. Uh, Lex Luger was the heel WCW champion at the time, and Ron Simmons, babyface, and that that was actually a really good match. Two out of three falls match. Ron Simmons had been building up for a while. Uh, as a pretty pretty hot baby face, and Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor was just a horrible, very very big time heel right now because Ric Flair had gotten fired I think a few months before at the beginning of this year, so Lex Luger kind of became the number one heel in the company. And uh, but anyway, we're not going to talk about any of that because th- those are too good for this show. We're going to talk about the opening match. And Harris, you've probably heard of this at this point, just because because we've done this show. I mean, I, I know I have just heard about a ton of stuff just in research of finding topics or whatever. So I want to know if the name Chamber of Horrors means anything to you. Uh, you know, it does. And I'm not as familiar with it 
as I, I am some of the other stuff that we've covered on this show. I've, I've you know, there's been some top ten lists that it's appeared in in my time as a wrestling fan on YouTube or whatever. And uh, I believe Mick Foley mentioned something about it in his autobiography, although I might be thinking of a different death match that he featured in. But I have some idea of where we're going with this. Okay. Well, you know, you, as you just said the term, the term death match, that uh, definitely applies here, but not in the way you might think it does. This match was set up, supposed to be a big deal, had been, you know, being pushed for for a while now. You know, this is back when there was only, you know, like four pay-per-views a month, or a, a right. year, so, <laughs> yeah, four a month. That's what it is now. As opposed to now where there's four a month. Right, right. Um, and so, so it, you know, it's been built for a while, and it's this chamber of horrors. Now, nobody knows what that means. Like, they have not explained what this chamber of horrors is it's just right. been advertised so the show starts and you know what we need to go back even farther to see what's in it see this is what happens when i don't write it down i i was going to give it a shot this time and i think i might have to go back the other way <laughs> so the people in it it was supposed to be the face team of el gigante which is giant <laughs> gonzalez in wwe yep, yep. sting and the Steiners as the face team. And then the heel team was supposed to be Vader, Diamond Stud, Oz, which was Kevin Nash. As oh, man, I forgot about Oz. Yep, yep. That's the, a whole the, other episode. The wonderful Oz. Oh, and um, One Man Gang, which I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but um, he was pretty I've, big for a while. I've heard of him. I'm not super familiar with Well, him, One Man but... Gang just quit at some point, like a few weeks before. So that already right. threw a monkey wrench into it. So they had to scramble and replace it. So what it ended up being was it was Diamond Stud, Abdullah the Butcher, Cactus Jack, and Vader. That was, that was the heel team. So it's four-on-four contest. And so, you know, the show opens, and there's this giant cage around the, uh, around the ring. Huge, big cage. And it's like, it's not a normal cage. It's almost like if you took... It's like a cage, and then at the top, there's like slanted bars that go even farther. It's a very odd look. And so then you have the announcer come out, and he's going to describe what this match is going to entail. The rules are, there are no pinfalls, there are no submissions, there are no disqualifications, no countouts, nothing like that. The object of the match is that at some point during the match, there's going to be another cage lowered inside of it with a chair in it. That's an electric chair. And you have to put your opponent in the electric chair and pull the lever. And that is how you, you got to murder Amanda in the match. Yes, yes, in, uh, in so many words. And man, they try to work around that as they're trying to tell you the rules. And it's Wait, just like... Wait, how? Like, I, like you're not going to notice... That. I know. I, okay. I, I know. It's just like you know, render your opponent Dead. helpless. That's what that's what he says. He goes, get it in there. You have to put your opponent in the chair and pull the lever and render them helpless. Lovely. And we need to we need to stop now. So now people have already paid to get into this event. Yeah. Uh, it was in Chattanooga. I think it was around <laughs> nine thousand nine thousand people. 
funnier than anything else about it. What? I never knew that. What? I I, I, I pictured it, you know, being in a more major city, not no, in front no, no, of no. 8,000 people. No, 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 this is before that. No, all of their big sh- – I mean, this is a big show. The house shows are going like 2,000 people. And that's like a right. good show. And the but big shows are like... I don't know why I think that's funny. This is still when WCW is pretty much just south, southern territory. Like it's hasn't yeah, really expanded a whole lot. I guess. <laughs> and so these people have already paid to get into here. And then all the mm-hmm. people have already bought the pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Because they have not announced what this is. And now they're finding out. And so the the no refund, sorry. Right. So the stage is like a haunted house, and then there's all (laughs) these like party city tombstones all over it that have ridiculous writing on it. Like, here lies Mike who like fell off his bike. Like it's oh yes, I love crap like that. Like this was someone's job to like write those things on this. Steal all of those things. And, I bet they. Here's the thing. I bet they were just at Party City, or you know, the probably. Equivalent. They. I bet you they were. Uh, wow. And so, all the people come to the ring. Mick Foley or Cactus Jack comes with a chainsaw for some reason, and hmm. the, the match begins. I mean, this thing. It, it, the, the way to describe the cage, it's not even a normal cage. Like you remember the big blue bar WWE cages. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that, but smaller blue bars and, like, just silver. That's, like, kind of the way the cage looks. And there's huh. there's two coffins propped up in two of the corners for some reason. <laughs> Great. And it's more like a hell in a cell, actually, because there's room, like, around the ring to move. Right. I, that, I do remember what the cage looks like, and it's not like a steel cage match. It's no. much more of, like, a hell in a cell yeah. Almost elimination chamber looking. It's a it's a big structure. Yeah, it is that like encloses the ring, but it isn't just a steel cage match. It, it is way more elaborate. And um, so the the match starts, and it's just a match like you. you there's no. I don't even think any there was anything booked for this match. Like I don't think any preparation happened really. Like it just it's just happening. Just with no rhyme or reason, people well, are fighting. It's hard all- to plan for something when you have such a weird and like vague set of rules. Like the second cage has not come down. No the match, right? Like no. you gotta wait for that. That comes later, and they're just yeah. around, just fighting each other. And, J- and Jr. and Tony Schiavone are broadcasting, and they're having a, quite a time trying to trying to do anything with this and there's even one point where jr just apologizes he's like i'm sorry for this it's almost impossible to call this thing (laughs) because it's true so much is going on and there's no rhyme or reason like we've seen big matt you know there's royal rumbles there's battle royals i mean there's like the tlc ladder matches with the hardy boys dudleys and edge and christian like there's matches with a lot of moving parts but there's usually some sort of structure involved still like this happens now you know these people get kind of knocked out for a minute or two and like there's some sort of structure nope none whatsoever in this thing the thing about good gimmick matches i feel like like something like the royal rumble is the beauty of it is in its simplicity like you're going to keep coming in every two minutes or 90 seconds or you know whatever the kayfabe time is and the last person in the ring wins like that's a pretty easy thing for somebody to if you've if you've never seen wrestling before you can pick up on that pretty quickly right 
And then you get to something like War Games, which we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's a little too contrived, like, and it's kind of like this in the fact that they're just in the ring fighting for a long period of time before anything can actually happen. Before the match is even actually going. Right, but at least there you can still understand, okay, at this point, this thing will happen. The last person enters the ring, and that triggers the match starting. This is just... Is, is there a switch they pull, or is it just oh, yeah. random? No, there's okay. a uh, there's a switch up on one of the cages. Okay, um, is that what brings the second cage down? No, 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 no. The cage comes down at just at some point. Oh, see, that's... I'm going to need a diagram for all this. Well, we'll get into that. So, <laughs> this is this is just... It's it's wild. I mean, you know, you have Sting attacking McFoley, then you have another one attacking another guy. And it's just no rhyme or reason for anything. At one point, one of the coffins falls over, and there's a masked man who comes out of it with Wait, no <laughs> with no explanation whatsoever. And you just see Jr. just like, and there's a guy in the ring, and then like Scott Steiner like just grabs him, slams him back on top of like the casket. And and he's just like, well, that guy probably is not happy he came, and it's just like, what? And then he, then you never hear of him again. He just lays Glad there the whole Steiner. time. Just smash it. And That's it's amazing. Just, it well, just, that was going to be my next question. I was like, is he in the match now, or does he just like? It'd be funnier, I guess, if he just if a stranger in a mask kicked out of the coffin and just ran away <laughs> and was never addressed again. Yeah, but no, it's just nothing. Nothing is explained. And it's just. It goes on, and then about half, you know, halfway through, the cage comes down, and and then that becomes a thing because it takes up like almost the whole ring, and so right. then that becomes the whole thing. You have the the switch, which is clearly like just a piece of foam, constantly <laughs> just falling down, like the whole time. I know this is, I'm, I know this isn't what it is, but I'm picturing a giant light switch. Like just a big, like one you'd find on your wall, but made out of styrofoam. I know that's not it. It's yeah. more like an execution, like an actual right. electric chair switch. But wow, but it, it, and it just it like they can't even gimmick it to stay no. up. No, like it's, it has uh, it has on and off, and <laughs> and it's just it just falls down the whole time. And you have refs constantly climbing up on the cage, putting it back up. It falls down again, climb back up there, put it back up, falls down again. <laughs> Like it's That's just almost worse. It's just it's horrible. It, it's 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 amazing. It's horrible. And it's amazing. You know, Cactus Jack has cut himself open. He's bleeding like a stuck pig. Oh. Abdullah the Butcher has oh, cut no. himself open. He's bleeding all over the place. Of course. Of course. I mean, right. it's, it's it's every it's, match. Yeah, of course. I mean, it is wild. I mean, there's people climbing up on the cage for no apparent reason, just climbing up the side <laughs> of the cage, and then another guy comes over and pulls them down. And you're just like, where, where were you going? Like, there, you can't even get out of this cage because the bars are slanted up at the top. Like, so you can't right. even like, so it's so just like, what that. what is going on? And, uh, you know, no, no, Abdullah the Butcher, has, he came into the ring with like a kendo stick with like a shrunken head on the end of it. So Sting at one point at the beginning, like grabs that and just starts going to town on people. It's just like, <laughs> like, there's one point, um, like, some other kendo stick ends up getting introduced, and I don't remember if it's Shivani or JR goes like, where, where did this stick come from? Like, someone's just, it's like Scott Steiner's, like, just hitting someone with a stick, and he's like, where did he get a stick? And it's just, like, it's just, it's insane. And then, my favorite part, there, there's two parts that are probably my favorite. 
Another thing, the ref has on like a has like a camera on his head. Like he has a hockey helmet with like a camera attached to it. And so, so they we get ref vision. Yeah, it's called it's called a uh, it's called ref like ref refer vision or the ref or cam or it's something something ridiculous. I forgot what it was called. And wow. and it just looks weird whenever they show it cuz it's this first person like view. And right. clearly you know, uh, you know, and there's no wireless at the time, so it's like connected to a cable, I believe. And so the ref just stays in this one corner of the whole match. And he can't really uh-huh. move out from this corner, and I don't Amazing. even know why there's a ref here in the first place because there's no pins or anything. So <laughs> I don't know what he's doing there. And th- there's a cup. I think there's one or two. Uh, there's at least one other cameraman who's inside the cage too. Like with a regular camera, but it looks right. weird, and you have it, to be. I mean, to yeah. see inside two cages, like it's not, yeah, it's not an easy thing to translate on no, television. No, no. And so that ref camera is one of my favorite things. That's hilarious. And um, and then the other great part about halfway through the match, or a little after halfway, all of a sudden, these like eight people come out down the ramp, dressed in white, carrying a stretcher, with white paint all over their face, and they just come in and just sit and, like, kneel down on the ramp just during the match. And Tony Schiavone's like, oh, and and the ghouls have arrived or something like that. Of course. And it's just like, I guess they're here to take away the dead body. Like, (laughs) I don't don't know. Makes sense, I suppose. Oh, man. Somebody's got to do it. And so anyway, the match is is going and, and, um... It, it ends up Rick Steiner is thrown into the chair and Mick Foley is climbing up, I guess, to pull the lever. And then Steiner gets up and reverses like a belly to belly and puts Abdullah the Butcher in the chair. And then there's a long delay. And then Mick Foley then pulls the lever down. And it's just like, they're, well, they're on the same team. So the announcers are trying to make it seem like he meant to do it when Rick Steiner was there. But there's a lot of time right. in between that there's no way he did not see. He's looking right at him. Like, it makes no sense. And then, of course, all these sparks come from everywhere, and Abdullah's convulsing in the chair. And, you know, then it turns off, and there's just smoke everywhere, and he's just sitting there unconscious. And you're just like, well, he's not dead because he's breathing. And, <laughs> the like, the announcers are not acting like he's dead. And then Cactus Jack ends up coming over and, like, trying to, like, revive him or something. And then all of a sudden, Abdullah just gets up and goes crazy. Like, at this point, they've they've taken the cage away. And he just goes nuts and starts attacking everybody and goes over and attacks all those ghouls and then just walks out with Cactus Jack. And that's it. All right. Wow. So he wasn't, not only was he not killed, he wasn't even he was fine. incapacitated, which was the first thing that they called it. He was unconscious for, like, a minute or two, and that was it. I mean, so I guess it just, it's, it's like a lot of other things in wrestling. It's just superhero rules where he gets like, it's like that scene in the Avengers, you know, where Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit gets struck by lightning and it just makes him, it, it takes his battery to like 200%. He's like, oh, awesome. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's supercharged. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's the end of the match. And there's not really anything else to say about it. So what I wanted to do is if you have your computer with you, if you pull up the WWE Network, and we're going to watch it. 
we're just going to experience this together. Yes, because I really, well, well, one, I want to watch it again. And, and two, I want you to watch it too. And, uh, this is for all of you guys listening, pull up the WWE network, go to Halloween Havoc 1991. It's right at the beginning. I'm about, I'm at the, uh, three minutes, 50 seconds mark on the network. And we are about to have the entrances start. And, right. um, and then Just we'll go through it. It's, me, it's about a 20 minute match. So it's really not that long. And, uh, all right. Just give me like two minutes and I'll have it pulled up. Yeah. 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 No problem. While, while, while we're stalling for time though, um, the Halloween Havoc logo, fantastic. Oh, it's awesome. That's a it, great gimmick show. It's great. I wouldn't mind them bringing that back. I'm kind of shocked they haven't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because they they did it with a couple like for a long time. They still use like Greatest American ba- or Great American Bash and yeah, and uh, something like that. So that definitely would be a, a solid one to bring back. I agree. It's way better than Hell in a Cell. Just call it Halloween Havoc because it's the October pay per view anyway. All right, so you're at uh you're at the three fifty mark. Yep. Okay, I'm there right now. All right, so uh, hopefully you guys are at this mark also. And so, Harris, do you want to count us down? Oh, boy. All right. Uh, going in three, two, one, and we're live. All right. So we see a wide shot of the cage, and now it's going to mm-hmm. zoom in on the this, is the... this is the entrance ramp. Look at this haunted house right here. <laughs> what up to two? And, you know, th- yeah, I know. Look at him. Minnesota Twins. This one says, Bear, he was full of hot air. <laughs> These are worse than Party City. This is incredible. The Minnesota Twins one is still my favorite one. R.I.P. Mike, he lost it on his bike. I know. I can't, oh, I can't read all of these. This is going to bother me. I know. <laughs> but I love that that bear one, the R's are backwards, like we're in Winnie the Pooh. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Like, whoever made it is kind of illiterate. Like, not really, but just a little bit. Oh, wow. Here's the switch. Yeah, there's That's- the switch. Look at that. See, here's the thing. Like, it's the simplest thing in the world. I get that you wouldn't have thought that the switch would be bad and, like, not stay up, but just make the switch go up. I know. And then you've done it. That's what I thought. I was like, why don't you just have them pull the switch up? That would be way better. Hey, look, there's this a Braves fan. Oh, dude, the Braves front row fan. is rocking a vintage Braves jersey. I, yeah. I, I, yep, I noticed that, too. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, because we were good back then, man. Oh, yeah, this was uh, 91. This was when... Uh, yeah, the Braves the lost to the Twins. They had probably, I think the World Series is probably still going on on October 27th. Maybe it was over. Maybe it had just ended. That might, I mean, either way, that explains the Twins thing, I right. guess. Except the Twins won, so why would they be on the tombstone? Maybe they, maybe it wasn't over then. I don't know. Maybe. This is the real, this is the real question. Well, here comes this Big Man Vader great... with this giant headpiece that he used to come out with, which is just awesome. That, that thing is sick. I love it. And here comes uh, Scott Hall. As the diamond stud. Diamond stud with two Ds. That is a that is a porn star wrestling name <laughs> if I've ever seen one. My goodness. He just ripped his pants off. Yeah. Dude. He's just Yeah. Yeah, this is not his best gimmick. You know he's doing a lot of the same stuff. No. And just think, five years later he's gonna come back as one of the biggest surprise comebacks ever. Yeah. I forgot and to he mention seems like a Well, here comes Cactus Jack with a chainsaw. Isn't this just wonderful? He looks like a caveman. It's all the leopard print on his body. <laughs> yeah, that's, body. that was the gimmick. That's um, interesting. One thing I forgot to mention about this show, a little bit later on, the whole show, they're talking about this masked phantom, the, the WCW phantom, 
that's like oh, going around and they don't know who it is or anything. And so he comes out and wrestles a guy named uh, Z-Man. Yes, that was the guy's actual name. And he wins. And then later on, he's out there with Medusa and Paul Heyman or Paulie Dangerously. And he unmasks and it's Rick Rude. So that was a huge surprise. Rick Rude coming to WCW. Mm-hmm. So that was another cool. Uh, overall, the show's pretty good overall. But um, this is definitely the highlight. Yeah. I just, I feel like, I don't know, I kind of respect the insanity of this. And I feel like <laughs> WWE could do this more if they leaned into the cheesiness of it. Wait, what does this one say? Here lies Keith. His friends called him Kevin. We called him Kurt. Is that an inside <laughs> joke? Or... I don't know. I don't know. So wait, is he not Abdullah the Butcher? He's just the Butcher? No, he's Abdullah That's the Butcher. That's on the screen. Yeah, it's but weird. he's still called Abdullah the Butcher. All right, then. Well, yeah, whatever. This, Who am yeah. I to question WCW? This is when the Steiners were like, just massive. Yeah. Here comes the Sting, U.S. Mm, champ. There he is. Which, that is my there favorite belt of all time, is that U.S. title belt. <laughs> he dropped belt. He fell, belt. fell off, yeah. <laughs> he's doing his entrance and thumping his chest and it just whoop, which like that happened to me right during uh in 2011 when wrestlemania was in atlanta and they had this thing at access where you can make like a entrance and um like with it with a like wwe title belt mm-hmm. and you know of course i did that did it to the miz and i did the same thing the belt was way too big and so i tried right. to have well, it on and of course fell right off as soon as i did my yeah. entrance so my dad was real happy about that man this so this match is started. Video of this anywhere? Because I would love to see it. There, my dad has it somewhere. Yeah, oh, fantastic. It's, it's bad to find that. But uh, we'll so now look at this. Look at this. Next time it comes to Atlanta. All right, fair enough. So look, Scott Steiner or uh, Rick Steiner grabbed the chainsaw. He can't get it to work and just drops it back down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Classic. Which so, is the best possible scenario, frankly, because otherwise he cranks it up and is then like, well, oh well. <laughs> Okay, so this is just... Sting's going to town with this Abdullah the Butcher's, mm-hmm. like, uh, staff mm-hmm. that he brought in. I mean, he's beating... The cra- this is back when you could actually beat the crap out of people. Like, you could actually hit oh, him yeah. in the head. Look at that. Oh, Wham! That's clocked, Baker. Wham! Oh, man. Knocked him through the ropes. Wow. Here comes Scott Hall. Oh, man. He's about- oh, he's getting pounded with that thing. This is a real baby face <laughs> move. See, look! Off the now dude just comes out of the... Everybody. There goes a coffin. There he is! Coffin this dude just came out of the coffin. This masked guy. Why? We we don't know. It's not explained. Oh, now and now yeah, now Scott Steiner is about to beat the crap out of him. He the just... ref isn't even following it. The ref cam is like, this is a really poorly directed match. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Tony Schiavone is like, you never know what to expect in the Chamber of Horrors. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's not like we all knew that coming into this, did we? Like oh. it's going to be a recurring thing. It's amazing. Vader's mask is already off. Yeah, already gone. Already gone. And El Yagante just kind of wanders around. I mean, th- he was Great Kali before Great Kali, but could move yep. better than Great Kali. Yep. Still couldn't wrestle, he, but could move a little better. He was the closest The Undertaker came to losing his entire WrestleMania streak. Yeah. Knocked him out with a chloroform rag, won by DQ. Yep. Woo! Before the streak was a thing. Right. <laughs> and it's just, it's funny to watch that in retrospect because you're just like, oh, man, they were this close to that never existing. Yeah. All right. Now, Sting is going. And at this point, I'm telling you, this crowd is popping for Sting. I mean, Sting is the hottest thing in the world. I mean, it's 
look, it's a why dumb are these match, people climbing up the Steiner? Look, why is Rick Steiner climbing on that? I thought that was Giant Gonzalez. No, no, on the other side, Rick Steiner just climbed up and then jumped to the ring. You could tell he he got halfway up and then was just like, hmm, and then stopped and came <laughs> back down. Why did I do this? Look, I will say this, and if you're not watching with us for some reason, just take my word for it. They're going at 110. percent like, Yeah, it's a fast start. There's uh, that's what it's called the refer the refer eye camera. <laughs> that's what it is. That's amazing. Oh boy, that's he's not doing a great job. No, I'll just say. Here it comes. Cool feel like oh. Here comes oh. the electric chair in a cage, and now Mick Foley's about to get crushed. And if whoa, Rick Steiner's whoa, trying whoa. to pull it down faster, <laughs> but he's not really because they're all like, "Wait, we better make sure we can get him out from under this thing." So right. He actually, and okay. And they all just stop as it descends into the ring. They yep. all stop for a second. And they're like, "Wow, like, okay, now what?" They're like, "Wow, this is now really what? happening. Now what do we do?" I just uh, love that this ref. I love that it's mounted on a hockey helmet. And he's just, he's just pacing back and forth, holding the ropes, because like you said, he doesn't have a real job to do. No, there's no there's reason for him to be there. EQ situation. He just looks nervous. None of the wrestlers are even fighting anymore. They're all just like, <laughs> it's worse than a battle royal where, you know, they just kind of stand around punching. It's like that, but slower. Oh, here comes Rick Steiner. He's in the he's in the chair. Oh, but he got he got got oh, Vader fighting back. Where I'm trying to switch? figure out. I don't know why there's all this black stuff covering all these guys. I don't know what it comes from. If it comes from the the canvas or if it's like on the bars. Why I'm did not he really get sure. right? Why did he get right back into the cage? I Steiner don't know. just threw Vader over the top rope, oh, turned watch. around and walked. All back right, here into now cage. Sting picks up this coffin lid and just drops it. On the <laughs> 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 he didn't okay, even try and move. Spot in all of <laughs> he just let it drop on him. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. And here come these ghouls. <laughs> just for no reason. <laughs> They're just, they come out whole, all in white, carrying a stretcher, I, and they just kneel on the ramp and just say, they just wait there. If their purpose is to get the dead body, why would you call them ghouls? Why not just call them paramedics or something? I don't know, no, because they're that ghouls. That, no, like, no, they're these are, of the gimmick. no, 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 because they're dead. They're going to take, this is, I guess, who takes them to the afterlife? I don't know. Okay. It's okay. Halloween Havoc. Right. we got to have the Halloween theme. Oh, my gosh. I can't stop. The, okay, that coffin spot, though. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> he literally just picked the lid up, and I thought, oh, he's going to like hit him with it, right? No, he tosses it up in the air, and Mick Foley stands there like Wile E. Coyote, and it just drops straight down back onto his head. <laughs> like, oh, my he, gosh. Oh, <laughs> Scott Steiner just Mick killed Foley, Mick Foley with that stick. Already bleeding from, I presume, the coffin. Yeah. I've never seen a kendo stick hit like that before. He that just, makes up for the coffin spot. He, he killed broke him. it over his head. Like, okay, literally, if you're not watching, like, it is, when you hear like broken over shot. their head, like, that doesn't even do it justice. It was, like, destroyed over his head. Sting is climbing the cage yeah, again Yeah, with now, Cactus Jack, and I don't know why. Why are they up there? I don't know, but I hope Mick Foley takes another <laughs> stupid bump in a second because that seems to be his entire purpose in this match. That was his whole gimmick as Cactus Jack. That's why that's he. True. That's why he was like let go from WCW. And he drops down to the ground and is like, "Hey, Sting, now you're stuck up there alone, idiot." There's that oh, mask guy who's now handcuffed to the cage. I love <laughs> that the Steiner no brothers just lost track of the match and started beating the crap out of this random man in a mask. <laughs> 
Someone's climbing the cage again. It's a Steiner. That figures. Now, we're trying to get back in the ring, I guess. Somebody is. Why I, is Abdullah the Butcher up on the cage? Uh, why? What was the plan for this match? Like, I, what? I mean, what I, was the what was their plan backstage? They, there like, goes right, Mick yeah, Foley. We'll you see Mick Foley get thrown off the ring, out of the ring by Sting? Mm-hmm. Just, there goes Mick Foley doing his thing. Back to the referee camera. He's just walking back and forth. Abdullah the Butcher is getting choked with a chain in one corner. That's exciting. There's that mask guy still walking around. What? <laughs> Why would you introduce him and not have a point where he takes his mask <laughs> off and, like, is a guy? I don't know. Then it'd be great. I don't Because it's not a guy. It's just, I don't know right. why he's there. And it's, he's a, it's not even a mask like. And know, there's, like a, there's two of them. That's another thing that they failed to mention. There's two, because there was two coffins, and there was one in each coffin, and one is over on the right side, and one's over on the left side. But they're just sitting there not doing anything. You just can't even tell. It's Okay, here's the thing. I didn't understand this when you explained it. It's not a mask, like a canvas mask, or like a cloth bag, or like anything like that. No. It's just like there a it black is. We're in the on mask. position. It is showing us the lever in the on position just for like a minute. <laughs> And Sting was just in the to, cage. Sting was just sitting there. To, they're trying to sell it because they're like, oh, it's on now. So imagine what would happen to somebody if they, <laughs> if they get in that chair. Like, just nothing is happening. There's no story involved in this match whatsoever. No, no. People are just wandering around. It is, why is really why like Why is a, Scott Hall hanging off the cage? Why do they keep climbing the cage? <laughs> This isn't like a one-time thing. Like, it keeps happening, which makes you keep asking. It, it really is like a battle royal match in the sense that there's no actual psychology or any real wrestling. It's just people walking around and punching each other half-heartedly in corners. Yeah. They're already exhausted, clearly, even though this match has been going on for seven minutes. Man, this is... Whew. <laughs> I always, when I always heard of this match, I always heard it was bad because of the ending. But this is just bad because of the execution. This is bad because of what the match is. Right. Well, but like, there's no, there's not even a pretense that any of this is an actual fight. Like no. in the best wrestling, you can suspend your disbelief a little bit, even if it's because it's, you know, a really cartoony fight. And this is just the worst of both worlds because it's cartoony, <laughs> but it's so bad. And, like, think about the star power in this match. I mean, other than El Gigante, yeah. these are, like, all pretty much Hall of Famers. Like, imagine, and you talk about the fact that this is a good pay-per-view after the fact, but, like, imagine yeah. if this was the first wrestling okay. show you've you, ever did watched. Did you see the ref just climb up on the ring over on the right side to fix uh -huh. the switch? <laughs> oh, is he trying to low-key fix it? I guess you'll you'll see that throughout, like, from now until the end of the match. If you, Whenever it goes to that wide, that, like, that hard camera, there's those ghouls again. That hard camera shot, just look down in the bottom right corner, and you'll see refs climb up there from time to time trying to fix it. Just uh, whenever, whenever it does that, just keep, keep that in mind. So now Abdullah the Butcher just stabs Sting in the neck with something. Oh, he likes to use forks, doesn't he? That was kind of his thing. Yeah, I don't know if that was a fork or not. What is he? Rick Steiner has the stick that I think used to have a head on it, and he was beating him with the head, like stabbing down like it was a spear. <laughs> Now look, here Except goes here goes head. Mick Foley, and there goes the. Did you see the thing there, fall it down just again? Fell back down. <laughs> you can see it. You can see the it down. To focus on Mick Foley <laughs> climbing the cage alone for some reason. Okay, now I understand the confusion a little bit though. 
because the chair is not. Oh, it's back up now. Switch. The switch is off to the side, attached to the cage. Right. You can understand how, in theory, Mick Foley would accidentally pull it at the wrong time. Because <laughs> I always pictured it. I always pictured it as being like right next to the chair. So this makes a tiny bit more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's off. Not to in the terms side, of like booking still... or writing, but just execution in theory. Oh man! So now so, we're going to yep, see this ref just... climb up, and he's going to try and fix that. He he puts the lever back up <laughs> through the cage. He sticks his arm through the cage. <laughs> and so look, he's going to then be like, "All right, it's going to stay." And now he climbs back down, and There's it falls immediately back it, down. Like just... <laughs> and so he has to go and put it back up. <laughs> so he's got they they have it on the hard cam. If y'all aren't watching this, and it's probably a 30 second shot and the idea is you can like see all the chaos happening in the ring but what actually happens is you can see the ref try and fail with no cuts and no one helping him so now he's just he's just sitting there holding it like he can't leave because it'll fall back down okay they're they're trying to force somebody onto the chair now. that's uh rick steiner rick steiner they're trying to get rick steiner so now there's two refs holding the switch up now and Cactus Jack is in position. Yeah, but he's going to get into position to try and win the match for his team by by killing right. another person. So you have this really fun dynamic, knowing how the match is going to end. There's the ref trying to fix to... it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, Mick Foley is just hanging out in this corner on the right, waiting for them to the fix the camp. switch. Because he knows as soon as Abdullah's in the chair, he has to throw the switch. Oh, now there it Steiner's is. in the chair. He's supposed to. He's supposed to be doing this to get Steiner. Uh-huh. That that's the that's the point of this match, but he's gonna wait. Now we're in this for an absurdly long amount of time, and then boom, belly to belly. Now Abdullah's in. Steiner's gonna Steiner's gonna do it. And what we're gonna assume is that mm-hmm. Mick mm-hmm. Foley didn't know that this happened, even though Abdullah's been in here for now thirty oh, seconds. Like, I don't know what he's looking and at. And is still like, going in here. In and Cactus Jack is looking right at them. Yep. And he's now still he's looking, looking at him. And the then hold. there goes the switch, and Abdullah is being electrocuted. Sparks going everywhere, smoke going everywhere. The lights are flickering I, out, as you would expect from you know. This legitimately does look like not <laughs> the canvas not is on fire. <laughs> the chair, but the gimmick itself looks dangerous. Like there's fireworks shooting off in the ring. <laughs> yeah, it looks like somebody could super easily get burned. The ring's on fire. The, the, the canvas is on fire. The literal canvas is on fire. All the lights in the stadium just went out. They're back on now. That. And now Abdul is just sitting there with smoke, and he's right. just unconscious. Yep. So they no, they they killed a man. That's second except degree except right he's there. breathing. Because <laughs> you can see his lips moving. <laughs> so now, the best thing about this is you get to watch like the last three minutes of this match. In case you guys couldn't tell, is the refs comically trying to keep a switch. <laughs> up when it keeps wanting to fall down and then the instant Mick Foley reaches it and actually wants to pull it down he doesn't and I wish it would have been funnier if he tried and he couldn't sadly <laughs> that's not what happened but that that would have been, been amazing that would have almost saved the whole match be just like, <laughs> that would have been awesome yep. and that would have made anyway, sense that would have made sense why like there was mm-hmm. so much time in between right Abdullah the Butcher is smoking but like really clearly breathing, like not even trying to. To be hide honest, it, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't. He doesn't even look unconscious. He looks like he's just sleeping. He looks like he's just chilling. But Mick <laughs> Foley is just look. He's standing outside the cage, looking horrified. Because he just That's killed fantastic. his own teammate. Right, and the first cage is now being raised up. And the coffins are being taken reaching, out. He's reaching out to Abdullah the Butcher. 
Oh, man, this is... This was on TV. This is wild. It certainly was. <laughs> like, he's about to just crazy, like, no! He's slapping him in the face now. He's like, come on, buddy. Come he's trying, on, to, buddy. He's trying oh, to resuscitate is... him, I guess. And uh, nope, no response. <laughs> oh, there he goes! And now Abdullah just going to go crazy. <laughs> After Cactus Jack killed his friend, he says, Cactus Jack, a little frantic. Abdullah just kicked that guy who was trying oh, to yeah, put the stage up. back in. And now he's just beating up these random, I don't know, ghost-faced paramedics. But he doesn't even, he doesn't, he just looks like he's freaking out, which I guess he is. He just had a near-death experience, but this is he's weird, just, man. Uh, and now McFoley's just going like, to start attacking them, too. McFoley's like, all right, man, you good? Sweet, let's do this. They're just beating they, up paramedics on the ramp. And now they just walk out. And walking off, and Cactus Jack is like, bang, 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 bang. Like, yeah, just how we drew it up. We got him. And, and that, that's it. <laughs> After all of that, we cut back to JR and Tony Schiavone, and they're both just like, what did we well, watch? <laughs> what? Why, that, was a, that was a why do I do this for a living. And if you guys, if you guys weren't were listening, like, and, uh, oh you know, obviously we had the sound, you know, off because we're, we're doing, we're talking about it, but like hearing them try and call this is just more, one of my favorite parts of this whole match because it is hilarious. Right, well, and it sounds like that might be a little weird to listen to if you aren't watching the match. It's just us kind of like throwing stuff out there. That's pretty much what their commentary was. Too, yeah, because there's no like coherent track to take. No, there, this there's is a no side to... note, but Eric Bischoff is dressed as Dracula interviewing a woman yep. backstage, and yeah. that's that's very funny. Yeah, that that is uh that that's that's very good good stuff. Bischoff the as the interviewer. Like, I would almost respect this match more if they let it be something like if you were going to kill a guy and have him come back as something else like in 3 months. That would have been awesome. Like, you know, when they use they've had dumb like quote unquote death matches before, right? Like the buried alive matches or like they killed off Paul Bearer in WWE canon by burying him in liquid cement. Like, if they had actually let him die for a little bit and then bring him <laughs> back. But they didn't even do that. I know. You know, they just had him immediately walk up, like, wake up and walk it off. And it's just like, nope, we're good. <laughs> uh, it's like the that. ultimate cop-out. It's like, you're going to yeah, kill a guy. You just, might as well kill him. <laughs> right. They just invalidated the whole segment. Like, it still would have been silly, but at least it would have been silly in, like, a the undertaker kind of way and not in a, and nobody gets over. Cause it's not like no. the faces won. No. Well, I mean like the technically they won the match, but really just McFoley just barbecued his own partner. Right. I mean, I guess you could argue it makes Abdullah look really strong because he can't be killed, but I don't think that was what actually happened at all. Yeah. The creature. So, wow. Uh, no, I'm really glad we did this. That was, uh, that so, does need to be seen, and if for yeah. some reason you listened to this whole thing and didn't watch it, definitely go watch it, because it's pretty quick, and it is hard-hitting in the sense that there is never a dull moment in the match. Yep, most definitely. So I would definitely recommend doing that if you haven't already. So, um, yeah, that'll do it for Halloween Havoc, and then um, I guess we'll finish the show. In a, any interesting David Arquette news? Uh, I'm trying to find the tweet right now. but Now, because the um, only thing that I had was him tweeting out a picture of him wearing Macho Man's clothes. Right, right, for the... Uh, and it's and it's yeah. glorious. 
hang on. Let me find it exactly. I have it up right here. It's amazing. He is wearing just a checkered green, purple, yellow, red, every color of the rainbow, tasseled, macho man, full outfit, tights, shirt, jacket, hat, glasses, everything. And it is amazing. Well, the reason, um, the one before this is my favorite one. This is what I meant to say. So Ryan, uh, Ryan Satin, the wrestling journalist, says, oh, quote this tweet, wrestlers on Twitter, and tell us one fun fact about yourselves that the fans probably don't know. And there were some really great responses to this. I went through and I retweeted several of them. But David Arquette says, I wore a stage-worn Macho Man Randy Savage outfit to Burning Man and passed out at Slim Jim's. <laughs> and in the picture... He's got this whole ensemble, which I guess is a bona fide, like, used Macho Man costume. Yeah. And he's holding a box of Slim Jims. <laughs> like, imagine going to Burning Man. There are probably only two people on the planet who got what he was doing. <laughs> but imagine that you go to Burning Man, and David Arquette, dressed as Macho Man, walks up to you and hands you a Slim Jim. Oh, man. And you're pro- yeah. I hope at least one person understood everything that was happening in that moment and appreciated it. Oh, that, me too. Yeah, that's our David Arquette moment of the week, for sure. And I'm glad we both went there, because <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, bringing that up. And then um, the other thing is I know I've been meaning to do it, because I made a list of David Arquette movies, and there's several that I want to get to. And obviously we both seen Scream, so that's an easy one that we could um, talk about. But um, yeah. I found a movie, and I haven't watched yet, but it's on the list. It's called Eight-Legged Freaks. It was from like 2002. Oh, is he in that? Yes, he's like the main character. <laughs> okay. I remember the trailer for it as a kid. Because you know how as a kid all movies look good and like all right, horror right. movies look scary? So I remember the trailer and thought, oh, that's so freaky. Yep. And then I, you know, I've seen... I've seen it since, and I'm like, man, I bet that movie's atrocious. I never knew he was in it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, the main character. I'm absolutely going to watch that. So that's we both need to watch this this week, and then next week we will give you guys a review of David Arquette in Eight Legged Freaks. That'll be part oh, of. Oh uh, man, we're going to have to keep it next week's keep episode. It tight. And uh, oh man, no, we can just we'll just briefly do it. It won't it won't take that long. So I'm excited about that. I've been meaning that. to. Um, I haven't done this yet, but I'll, I want to do it before Christmas. I want to watch the Marine Six because I've never watched a new Marine movie before. Really? I watched I watched the original Marine once, like two years ago. I don't even think I've seen the original friends. one. I saw the second one because I saw that with Ted DiBiase Jr. I watched that one, and then I watched, I think the f- what was like the third. I one? I gotta be honest. I would be way more interested in watching those movies, like any WWE films, if they were a little bit more wrestling canon. Like, I kept waiting for John Cena to, like, use his finisher on a guy or something. (laughs) Like, they're never going to be... This won't happen, because Vince McMahon doesn't understand that nobody likes these movies. But if they let them be... Like, if you let the wrestlers play themselves, and they're just, like, in a movie where something happens to them, like, I would watch that. I would be so much more likely to watch, like, a Dean Ambrose like buddy comedy where he has to like go on a road trip across America. Right. Then like Dean Ambrose starring in the Marine seven where he plays a fictional character, you know, like I don't, I don't care about any of that. I just kind of want to see wrestling movies (laughs) basically like ready to rumble, but just more of that where it's like kind of real. 
Well, you know what the funny thing is, is when wrestlers are on other things, there's always something like that. Like when you see wrestlers on like TV shows or stuff like that, even even like not being wrestlers when they're just a character, usually you'll see some sort of wrestling move at some point. Right. There's like a wink and a nod to it. Right. Nothing else. Like I know there's there's been a bunch of wrestlers who were on Psych. John Cena was on an episode of Psych. Um, I, I think just one, maybe two. The Miz was on an episode of Psych. Big Show was on Psych, and in, and in all those instances, there's a wrestling move done at some point. Yeah, it's weird. Like I think Vince McMahon only watches wrestling, but he's also like he wants to be more than wrestling. Like he's trying to get into the XFL, and he's trying to. You know, it's world wrestling entertainment, and we make movies and comedies, and like it's like he's ashamed of the fact that he's only known for wrestling, and it's very right. disappointing. Okay, I saw Marine Three. The first, I saw the second one with Teddy Biasi Jr., and I saw the first one with the Miz, but then I haven't seen any others. I, I do kind of like how the Miz has just taken over the franchise. Yeah, I mean, what is, okay. well, why not? Braun Strowman, have you seen the trailers? This is the other wrestling movie we're going to watch at some point. Over oh, break. yeah, yeah, it's definitely. It's not a wrestling movie. The trailers for Holmes and Watson, yeah, starring Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. It's it almost looks like an exact like like a scary movie level parody of other Sherlock Holmes movies it because looks there's terrible. a scene where he has to go fight, you know, he's fighting a strongman like Robert Downey Jr. does in that Sherlock Holmes movie. And it's Braun Strowman. And I'll be honest with you, I had like, I kind of felt like you, I had like a 10% maybe likelihood of seeing that movie, you know, like a, I'm really bored and have 10 bucks in my pocket <laughs> and nothing to do kind of interest. Right. And as soon as I saw him in it, I was like, oh, I need to go see this movie. I just want to see how he does. Because it's not, <laughs> it's, it's, he's almost in his ring gear. Like, it's just him. He's not in, like, period costume or, like, any attempt to be anyone else. Like, right. Can't be when you're Braun Strowman, but he's just there. Yep. So we have to see that movie just to give an update on what he does. That's true. The rest of the movie could be pretty funny, like Will Ferrell usually is, or it could just be terrible. Yeah, yeah. But but that, that I definitely think that definitely makes it more intriguing, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was good casting. Anyway, so that'll do it for this episode. I'm telling you, I started with nothing, and we ended up getting like an hour in. So um, I think that's we a success. We always do. Yeah, I know, we always well, the, do. I feel like the, the viewing went really well. The network is good for stuff like that. At it least is. it was entertaining for me. You might not. Uh, yeah. So if you guys you might not have cared for it at home, if you guys did, let us know. Yeah, if you guys didn't like, or if you liked or didn't like us uh, watching a match and talking about it, and please let us know on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla go ahead and tweet us your thoughts about this different episode of the show go ahead and uh, give us a review on itunes but um as harris always says just compare it to a match like just please. yeah right so you know it, you know Meltzer style right if you want to say well i think these guys are great they kill it every week it's funny and they should be sponsored and i want to give them five stars by all means give us five stars please but, you know say this is the CM Punk versus John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011 of podcast. Yeah. Just have a little bit of fun with it because, you know, anybody can just slap a number on there. But if you're going to give us a review, let's get let, let's keep it wrestling themed. 
For sure. For if sure. you want to give us seven stars like Meltzer does in New Japan, we appreciate it, but it's not physically possible. Yeah, it's, yeah. So we can only go up Apple's, to five. Apple's review system has more integrity than Dave Meltzer does, <laughs> but don't get me started on that. So go ahead and uh, do that. Send us a review or post a review on iTunes as well. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So go ahead and do that as well. So that will that'll do it. Go ahead and check out my other podcast if you like Batman. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Me and my friend Ian are going through and watching Batman movies. We just did Batman Begins. We're in the middle of the Nolan tri- the Nolan trilogy right now. So go ahead and check that out at Uncaped Review and everywhere you can get podcasts as well. So that'll do it. And again, I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. We'll talk to you guys next Monday. Thank you.